What's good everyone and welcome to the audio version of The Man Cave Live. The Man Cave is a podcast where two men are having a genuine conversation with the world as an audience. For those who do not know, this is a platform that is live on Instagram every Thursday at 9pm and new episodes are released on a weekly basis. For the strictly audio listeners, don't worry, exclusive content is coming your way. And if you want to join the conversation live and be in the mix, follow me on Instagram at IamMaxVillaCruz. Enjoy this episode. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you well. Okay. Okay. I have no idea, man. It's like, yeah. IG does not like us tonight. Uh, yeah, like, seriously. seriously. And I think, man, it, it's, um, it doesn't happen for nothing. You, you know, I, I just want to say, like, you know, sometimes... You watch some lives and the guys have absolutely nothing, nothing to say, nothing of substance. And I just find it funny that now tonight it's really, really bugging hard and you're dropping some jewels and uh, I don't know. But hey, listen, the message is going to get across one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen one way or another. So no, yeah. no, 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 it's definitely like, again, we appreciate, you know, the viewers being so patient with us, man. For but reason. again, I'm, it's an honor, man. Don't worry about it. These things yes. happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. So, um, your motto is um, stay awesome. Yeah, man. You preach for everyone to be to be awesome. Everyone to be great. Everybody to to be the better version of themselves. And mm-hmm. I and I applaud you for that. First of all, and um, one of the things that I notice is that oftentimes when you have an individual that push everybody to be great. There's not a lot of people checking up on them to see if they're doing well or if they're doing great. Uh, so briefly, I would like you to touch uh, touch upon um, the depression that you had and how uh, you got out of it. Yeah, um, it's a very, it's a very. Thank you for opening up about that because something you know you and I are very big on, and um, I personally know for a fact that one of the biggest issues in regards to the plight of men. And I know some people are going to tell themselves like, "Oh, really, men? Like, you know, what are men dealing with? Men are dealing with a hell of a lot more than you think, because we have been bred." to not talk because a man in regards to his identity, in regards to his place in the world in society, in the couple, in the relationship, in the parenting, in the workplace, on the job site, a man is supposed to be a very strong standing tree and rock and not supposed to have feelings, not supposed to have moments of doubt, not supposed to have moments of questioning, not supposed to have fear, not supposed to cry. Um, For me, uh, it basically came uh, again, when my son was born, it was a very turning chapter uh, in regards to my journey, if you was, when my son was born, because I had a decision to make. First of all, it's really true when they tell you, check in on your strong friend. And mm-hmm. what happened is because, yes, uh, you, you called it. I've always been that guy, you know, at the barbecue, at the family dinner, in the home. Stay awesome. Yeah, let's go. There's no, there are no bad days. No, you'll be fine. And a lot of people reach out to me in that regard. But, mm. you know, even therapists have therapists. And for the longest time, I projected that image of always having my shit together for, sorry for cursing. And eventually, oh, yeah. I didn't even check myself in regards to, okay, I'm not feeling so well. And it's okay not to be okay. Mm. And I never admitted that to myself until my son was born in regards to, I was dealing with a lot. We had a lot of uh, financial obligations. We had a lot of scares. You know, just a second baby. 
um, you know, new job. And I was really, really overwhelmed. I should have asked for help a hell of a long time ago. So how it manifested was basically drowning yourself. So for some people, it's alcohol. For some people, it's substance. For some people, it's sex. For some people, it's gaming. For me, it's work. I am an unapologetic workaholic. I drowned myself in work. Babe, I just got a couple of files I need to finish. Babe, I need to go into the office for a second. You know what? Uh, I got to take this call. I got to answer this email. It's 4 a.m., but hey, my boss is in Vancouver. He needs this thing now, you know? For me, it was work. Uh, it was like, it was very intense. It was very intense. There's always an excuse. There's always a problem. There's always something to happen. And I never admitted that to myself that, listen, I'm not having a good day. I am not enjoying this. I'm not having fun. And, you know, take it the best example. Um, my wife's family is, is here with us in, uh, in, uh, in, on the South shore, but I have no immediate family. Like my parents are still in Haiti you know, my brother's in Florida, but so we always go to my in-laws on Sunday, Sunday dinner. Totally fine. I've been doing that for years. But how it manifested when I basically looked at my wife and I was like, listen, I don't want to go to Sunday dinner. I don't want to go to Sunday dinner. What eventually happened is that I basically forced myself to go and I was very unpleasant. And I had to apologize over the years because I realized how crappy I was. And eventually because they took it as like, okay, do you have a problem with us type of thing? But for me, it was always about keeping that stuff in. And that's why my depression came because pressure built up inside is toxic and it will eat you alive if you don't learn to release that over time. And I had a lot of pent up anger. I had a lot of resentment. I had a lot of self-doubt. I had a lot of negative dialogue. I had a lot of, you know, you know, unresolved issues that I was not willing to deal with. And I had to, um, how would, how basically I reached out for help because the company I was working for at the time, and I invite people to do that. If your company is offering an employee assistance program, please reach out because you basically pay for it. It's for free. Mm-hmm. Pick up the phone. There's a helpline. It's in your cafeteria. It's in your help desk or call out your HR representative. There is, if your company provides that, please take it, especially in these times. That's what they're there for. And if you have a free reference with a certified therapist, a social worker, and taking the time to listen to you. For me, it was all about overwhelm. I was taking on too much work. I was really uh, not feeling uh, able in regards to my wife and my kids. You know, I wasn't present and I wasn't giving my wife the attention she needed. I was being resentful as well. You know, the entire dialogue. I'm saying this openly. How can you possibly be upset at me for providing? I'm out there handling shit and you are home with the baby. And But yes, she is home with yeah. the baby. Do you know with what it's like baby. to be home with a baby? Yeah, it's So you need that empathy. So that's how it manifests. I'm sorry, long ass answer. But, no, but that's it, it, in a whole, that's how it manifested. And it took me a lot of work to adjust. First of all, accept it. You know, mm-hmm. it really, it re- you need to accept the fact that, listen, there are things that you don't like. There are things that you will not stand for. And you need to readjust. It's not because you're always that go-to person that you have to be that go-to person all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you need to extract yourself and tell the world to leave you the F alone. And today yeah. I am not that person. I'm sorry. I cannot be that person for you right now. Hmm. And why do you think, how can we break um because you talked about the therapist but how can we break that stigma for men to you know what you need we need to open up like we need to to be able to discuss well i'm I'm saying that as if like uh i've i have it all down path i don't like i'm still working on it but there's a stigma within like the black community that you shouldn't go to a therapist because uh first of all you're a man you're black black people don't need therapy we need need we need to break that like i don't know 
I don't know if it's that if we need to have more open conversations in order for people to realize we were, that it's okay. We were brought up to just deal with it. Fuck yeah. It Fuck yeah. it Spend you know. Fuck it You know, I'm pulling my Haitian out. Fuck it Like, so no. Um, yeah. What needs to happen is what we're doing right now. Okay, it's going to be it's going to be generational because we have to be you and I, and conversation like this have to be the beginning to a new chapter. We can't undo, um, uh, you know, uh, I can actually say a cultural indoctrination of manhood, okay? Especially yes. when black men, specifically black men, it's cultural indoctrination. How we, true, how we conduct ourselves right now, at is, Max, is the direct product of how our fathers, I know because your father was, but still, how the man in your life, how the perception of the manhood in your life has basically boiled down and, you know, ingrained inside of you. But you, again, going back to the choice, because, you know, I'm very big about choice. Yes. You have the choice to be that new chapter for the men coming down, whether your kids or your nephews or your colleagues or your coworkers. So your answer is twofold. First of all, you have to choose. What kind of man do you want to be? And it's not about how, how are men supposed to be. No, 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 no. <clears throat> what kind of man do you want to be? I choose to be a very present father. I'm not taking away anything from my father. I honor him. I celebrate him. He had his faults, but I celebrate him. He is everything that, you know, that I hope to be and more. He had his issues. And we have our differences. I'll never be him. And that's the point. I will never be him. But he gave me the best he could. And he did a terrific yes. job. And I have to take this baggage and say, like, okay, what kind of man do I want to be? You know, in regards to comparing to my father. My father never did my sister's hair. He's never did my sister's hair. I'm very good at doing my daughter's hair. Sometimes I really mess up and my wife has to correct that. But I basically, I promised myself I would be a very involved father. You know? Yes. I was very involved. I, I, I want that for myself. That is the man I choose to be. And in regards to my son, how come a man do I want to be? I want him to feel comfortable to cry. It's okay to cry. I tell my son, like, you know, it's okay to cry. You don't have to be an asshole about it, but it's okay to cry. All right? It's, it's what, what's going on? Tell me how you feel. I want to know how you feel. You're four. You have words. Okay? Tell me how you feel. Don't just cry and scream. How do you feel? All right. Mm -hmm. It's important to not keep that stuff in because I am 39. I turned 39 last week and I am in that position to know the fact that from a very dark place, you keep that stuff inside. It basically trickles down town to your generational uh, issues. And then you carry that stuff all through your life and it ha can have dire consequences. Yes. And how do we encourage that? And because I'm very big on that, we need to reach out. We need to reach out. We need to let guys know that it's okay. And how do we do that, Max? Because this, I'm very big about that. Man, oh, thanks, Cindy. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and uh, how was I saying? Yeah, uh, we need to let people know, we need to let the guys know that it's okay. And how do we do that is because um, guys don't talk, but yes. men understand men. Whether it's at the gym, whether it's, you know, at the bar, whether it's over work, whether it's over just the, just the text. And I invite men to do that, you know, in regards to not just tech, just a WhatsApp, hey, emoji, mm. hey, Max, what's up? Yeah. Call yeah. you. I call you. Say, hey, Max, how are you and Cindy the kids doing? I know it's crazy. I, know, I don't want to take too much of your time, just five minutes. I was just thinking about you, man. Like, listen, because, you know, I, I don't know about you, man, because, like, this pandemic, man, is like kids and job and juggling and 
cleaning and Purell and stuff. It's, it's crazy. You have to talk about it. It's okay to feel vulnerable. It's okay to feel, you know, like you don't have it all figured out. And once we break sure. that shell, we try to chip away at that armor. The layers. Eventually, yeah. the layers. It's going to take you. It's going to take me. It's going to take our influence over all the men that we know and that trust us to let them know that, listen, I'm here for you. I don't have all the answers, but I'm here for you. Listen. Okay. Oh, you're going to have a new baby? Guys don't want to talk about that. Man, I'm super stressed. Dude, it's okay to be stressed. You don't have right. it all figured out. Don't try to be perfect. Don't buy everything at once. It's the first baby. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, you need to have those conversations. But in regards to our personal demons, we need to reach out. And even if it's stupid, you need to let them know that it's okay. Like, you know, I did that for a friend like two weeks ago, you know, because uh, with, um, uh, with the chef uh, that we learned in Montreal yes. uh, that, yes. that, that, that took his own life of last right. brother. And oh, I said two weeks, like two days ago. I, and I have a, a friend who's a personal chef in Miami. Like, listen, and I told him, like, listen, I could totally be off the rails here, but I know the hospitality industry is taking a very huge hit. You're my friend. We don't talk a lot, but I'm hoping that you're well. However these words find you, I'm hoping that you're well. And if you need anything, re uh, reach out to me. And he That's wrote real. back immediately. He called me. He's like, dude, I, I would never in a million years consider that option in regards to, okay, how to deal with the pandemic. Just saying, okay, I'm not suicidal. But I appreciate the fact of you reaching out and hmm. thinking about me in that sense. And I love you, brother, and thank you very much. And it takes only that. You don't know sure. what a kind word can do in someone's life. I'm sorry. Long-ass answer. Agreed. I'm sorry. No, I'm asking, well, we're here, to have a, we're here to have a discussion and have an open conversation. So it is okay. Um, wifey said, I think the ego play a big role as well. You tell yourself you can't fail. You have to always make things work, etc. But it's okay sometimes to take a step back and reevaluate. Totally, totally yes. agree. Personally, have yes. Um, with that, it has to be done. It has to be. But we have to take a step back as well. We uh, have to take a step back. Yeah, DJ Solo said, "I would like to say that it's necessary to acknowledge that failure is part of the process of success." Very true. Failure is also part yes. of it. We have, we have, we have to, to understand that, like you said, it's a learning experience. So if, we, if we're able to learn with that, it is going to make a is, difference. What is the fun of, you know, just not of figuring everything out on the first Do that. You can't figure it out all at once. You learn to drive, you know, you know, learn to drive eventually. First, you have to learn the rules of the road, okay? It's the basics, all right? You need to learn yep. the basics. And then eventually, okay, this is your steering wheel, this is your shift, and then everything, okay, you need to learn, drive it, and then we're going to take it slow, take it slow, we're going to learn how to park. And then eventually, you will get to the expertise you need to actually, you know, do 160 on a 40 on 2, 2 a.m. In, in the morning. <laughs> now, not I did that. Speaking of experience, me. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, yeah. you know what, you need to allow yourself that process of growth because failure is part of growth. You know, um, obstacles are part of growth. Um, you know, setbacks are part of growth. You need to actually take a hit, you know, as Haitians like to say, casedon. So you can mm -hmm. actually wake, wake up and say like, ow, okay, that hurt. Let's not do yeah. that again. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you need someone in your corner to either let you know, but you know this as well as I do. My, I could tell you like, don't go down there. You, should, you shouldn't do that. Don't, don't do, oh, okay. You'll learn. Yeah, you'll, fi you'll find <laughs> out. You have to learn for yourself. You'll find out. Exactly. You'll find exactly. out. You have to learn for yourself. Yeah. Um, on my IG, I asked this question and I'm going to ask you that question. 69% uh, of the people said yes, and then 31% said no. Mm -hmm. Do you think that happy people work harder? Yes. 
I definitely wow. believe so. Because the, it is a very uh, sad concept to imagine the fact that you are toiling away at something that is not making you happy. Hmm. All we have in this life is time. I can't yes. get it back. The only and most valuable and most precious resource is time. Your employers know that. Facebook knows that. Google knows that. Not just talking about algorithms. The only currency that we all have on an equal level scale is time. So if you're not spending time doing something that makes you happy, I am not against a nine to five. I'm not against doing, putting in the work, putting in the hours to pay your bills. I have a wife, two kids, a mortgage, and a full-time job. But I make sure that and when I walk into that door, I know I'm going to have a nine to five, which is going to challenge my mental state. But yes. I will bring my A game in regards to my own personal happiness every single time. It's not always easy. You know, it's not always easy. I'm not, I'm not perfect, guys. Like, seriously. But happy people do work harder because, listen, I would never have put in, if I'm just taking the podcast as an example, how yeah. in the world, listen, Max, just statistically speaking, 130 episodes, one-hour episodes on average, Put in at least five to six hours of editing per episode. That's a lot of hours. You yeah. really think I'd be putting in so much work if I didn't love it? If I didn't mm. enjoy it? Meeting people like you, meeting people like Taina, having Do you really think I would have my wife upstairs handling these kids? You know, to, to like, no. This makes me happy. You know, yeah. time is precious. And if you're going to spend time doing anything, whether it's sleeping, whether it's reading, whether it's going to your job, whether it's any, again, personal circumstances notwithstanding. I know people are going to come back and yeah, but if I have cancer and I'm in, the, yeah, I know cancer people who are super happy. You know what? Because they enjoy the fact that, you know what? Nothing in this life is given, but right now I have been beginning of this day. I'll try to do the best I can. I'll try to do the best I can with it. You know? True. Happy people do work harder because you know what? Once you feel valued, once you feel considered, once you feel uh, acknowledged, and once you feel that your work has worth, and once you feel that you are being, um, not even rewarded, but even just considered, you know, just a tap on the back. I've been a yes. manager plenty of times. And one thing that my employees, Max employees have always told me, what we appreciate about you is the fact that we don't feel like numbers or just like in a chain. You're just like, you always know, like I had, I had employees who were like, you know, students and I had moms and I had stuff like, how's your kid? How did the exam go? Oh, really? Okay. Didn't you just break up with that person? You need to have <laughs> value the people yes. that, you, that work with you. And yes. that has a ripple effect in regards to they will show up for you. You show up for them, they'll show up for you. Happy people work better and work harder. And if you're miserable, that you're going to bring that negativity, you're going to bring that toxicity to the work, and it's going to be tainted work. And I don't need that in the workplace or anywhere else in, along my journey. Hmm. I agree. If more, more managers, more people in managerial positions should have that 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 mind state i've been in the workplace where there was uh well i i dealt with both where i had a crappy manager and i had a good manager and i can't remember my work even though it was still in the same field in the procurement field it, it was night and day and that's totally true like people will lack that interpersonal skills and that just that warmth that human warmth of interaction and it's uh it does and i also agree that it, it does make uh Happy people do work harder. 
Emotional intelligence is hard for some people because for something that used to be shunned uh, in the traditional sense of the workplace, like, listen, you're here to do the work, you're here to put in the hours, you're here to show up on time, you're here to produce KPI, you produce, you have so mm. amount of calls and all that stuff, all the metrics, but eventually you realize there's a human being that yes, there is, you is giving you their time and their life and stuff, you know? I know for a fact, like, listen, I had an employee, and this is a really random story, but she came in. She was really out of it. I'm like, what's up? Like, you know, my boyfriend just like broke up with me out of nowhere. It's like, oh, okay. Are you sure you can do your shift? And I just told him, I was like, yeah, but you know, I have to, no, no, you don't have to be here. If you're going to be thinking about your boyfriend that just woke, that just broke up with you throughout the entire shift, you're not in a proper mental state. I will switch your shift. And then like, listen, you're not going to lose your hours. Come in tomorrow or come in on the morning shift. You know, I worked it out. Because it's a human mm. being. Because I'm wow. human too. Like, listen, if I had yes. just broken up with someone, I would not be in the mood to come into work. But I understand <laughs> that, okay, you want to pay your bills. You want to put in your hours. Okay, great. Listen, let's just make this happen. You don't want to do your shift? All right, go home. Or do half a shift. Do four hours today. And then come in tomorrow. Do another four hours. And we'll call it even. It's like, really? All you're going to do that for me? He's like, listen, uh, you've been a good employee. I trust you. So, listen, let's just make it happen. Are we good with that? It's like, yeah, okay, sure, fine. Put in four hours. Went home, told you, come back. She came back next day. Super great. She just sent me a little text. I just want to say thank you. You know, you didn't have to do that. No, yeah, you're right. I didn't, but I did. Right? So yeah. moving on. Life goes on. And then ripple effects, ripple effects, ripple effects. Mm, true. Huh. Uh, Rob is asking, are you hiring? He's asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep your number. I'll keep your number handy if ever I do. Perfect. Um, I have a twofold question. Do you My believe, man. do you, do you, well, first part is, do you believe in pushing your limits and people pushing their limits to, to, to do something they have never done? And the second question is, uh, why did you decide to do a Spartan race? Uh, Spartan race is, um, I definitely do believe you should push your limits because it's only outside of your comfort zone that you, that it's only outside of your comfort zone that you realize the greatness that lies within. So you need to challenge yourself because there is no, it's called, it's called a comfort zone for a reason, you know, because discomfort produces result. Discomfort produce in extraordinary circumstances. It's only in a period of just, I'm going to, I'm going to put you a test right now, Max. Um, imagine if you will, you're in a car drives out the road, your car falls into the river, but your kid is in the backseat. Max, you're going to do whatever God puts a fire up in your ass to get your kid out of the car. Yeah. All right? Forget you, but you're going to do whatever you need to. You, you just forgot about the car. You forgot about your shoes. You forgot about the nice blacked out suit because I know you, man. So you're going to go to the workplace and all black. But I just put you in a mindset of like, listen, priorities align with your vision in regards to what matters to you. What are you willing to suffer for? So mm -hmm. in regards to stepping outside of your comfort zone, listen, it's all about your priorities. Pushing your limits, it's about what do you care about? What, do you, what are you willing to suffer for? What are you willing to suffer? What deserves your time? What deserves your effort? What deserves your sleep? What deserves your love? What deserves your creativity? What deserves your resourcefulness? What, what deserves your effort? So I've definitely been about that because listen, um, I only have one life. And I can't do everything, but as much as I can do, I'm going to stay <laughs> curious and open up my eyes to that. Spartan race happened simply because I am that crazy, because I am curious <laughs> and I had nothing else to do. 
And uh, <laughs> I really mean that. I've always been that kind of guy because that's how I got into photography. I just started listening to photography podcasts and I'm just like, hey, maybe I should try photography. And then I just <laughs> went into it. And then that's why I got into comics. I'm like, huh, I used to have comics when I was a kid. Let me just find a comic shop. And these guys like on uh, Cosmics and, and Decari, these guys are great friends of mine. And I love comics. I have a big comic collection right now. And then I just pivoted from that. So Spartan simply happened because I got crazy enough to say like, hey, maybe I should try that. And you see all the promos and, and mud and you know, mm. barbed wire and stuff. And like, this is pretty insane. And there are three levels. That's the thing. The first year, there's like the sprint, which is 5K. You have the super, which is 15K. And you have the beast, which is 25K. And since I had nothing else to do, right? Introductory race. Sure. Let me do a super. My wife looked at me and was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I had nothing to do. The first race was in Mont-Tremblant. I'll always remember that. I showed up by myself in Tremblant. It took everything out of me. And it was long. It was painful. It was long. It was painful. Did I say it was long? Did I say it was painful? <laughs> and the thing is, it's a great equalizer of life. I did, a, I did an episode about that. The mountain is, doesn't discriminate because that's something I learned. It is a mm. very good metaphor for life. Listen, mm. you paid to be here. Choice. Uh, you can choose to quit anytime. There's nobody with a gun up to your head saying that like, you have to finish, but it's on yeah. you, all right? Uh, we told you it was going to be hard, all right? So it's up to you to discover how hard. You are not here to compare yourself to other people because you have elite racers which are passing you and you have people behind you, all right? Again, equalizer mm -hmm. for life. You are looking at a mountain. You just went up and then the trail says we have to go back down. But we just went up. Discipline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And follow me here. And then we go back down. And then challenges. I've never climbed a rope in my life. It's like, <laughs> why? And some things in life will never make sense. But you have to do them anyway. You know? And sure. the first part in race was so truthful when I crossed that finish line. Because eventually, listen, I'll always remember that. Because you have breaks. And again, you choose to break however you want. You have the whole day. And I remember these elite guys I was sitting with. And the guys were like, hey, how you doing? Man? Like, yeah, they were from France. How you doing? Mm. Everything. So this is your first race. Oh, go, go. You chose a super. Oh, great. And then they sat for like two minutes just looking at the. And again, I love this because the scene was also very beautiful, but that's another story. But Tremblant is beautiful. But what he said really shook me because he told me, listen, if you want to finish, you got to get going. Very basic. Si tu veux finir, faut y aller. Okay? So you got yourself here. Are you. Mm -hmm gonna move because again life is passing you by now so you, we got to get going okay we can't yeah it's nice to rest but we got to get going eventually yeah. if you want to finish you got it going and that always stay with me so i still carry a very deep sense of pride into that community because it was a beautiful achievement i did it uh two two years after that i even got a trifecta if covid didn't happen i was going to go for a double trifecta this year but you know totally covid messed up everything but uh, it's something I'm really, really still very, very deeply, uh, you know, in, in, involved in. Something I really love. You know, it's definitely something that, that I cherish a lot. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I saw the picture, I'm like, he did this part race. All right. I never, yeah. I, I, I never worked myself to, to do it. But I, I see Taina in the comments said, oh, my God, we should do it as a team. So she's proposing that uh, 2021 Anytime. we do a Spartan 2021. Race. Let's make it happen. 2021. <laughs> I got you guys. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and one last thing that I, that I wanted to ask you, uh, we touched on, on it a little bit, but uh, I still maybe maybe you can take more time to, to break it. But 
Do you think that people easily self-sabotage themselves by finding excuses? Oh. <laughs> um, preaching to the choir. Um, <laughs> the thing is, people, and I'm very big about that in regards to how we have so much impact in regards to the words that we choose to mm. use, especially to ourselves. And someone taught me that in conversation, and I'm going to throw it out to anyone who needs to hear this. Check the words that you use to talk to yourself in a negative form, and think of yourself as your own personal friend. You would not appreciate a friend talking to you in those words or in that light. So why would you do that to yourself? So people self-sabotage themselves by overthinking, overcomparing, overreaching. And, you know, just being too impatient and too bold. And again, you have to have dreams. You have to have goals. You have to reach for the sky. You know, you have to reach for the stars. You have to reach for the moon. But eventually you always have what, what you first need to have, first of all, is faith. And what I mean by faith, I'm not just talking about religious or spiritual. Call it what you will. And if you want to call it, you know, confidence in yourself or pride, there's nothing wrong with that. You need to be about that. It's only bragging if it ain't true. But you have to believe in it. You have to believe in it. You have to believe in yourself. I would never have finished a Spartan race if I didn't believe in myself. I showed up with no team, no training, nothing. I just went and I said, you know what? It's going to take me four hours. It's going to take me six hours, but I'm going to finish. I'm not dying on this mountain. I will finish. I will not be a do not finish, you know? And it took me a while, but I did it. Whether it's writing a book whether it's launching a successful podcast, whether it's raising a family, whether it's getting that promotion, if you're a real estate broker, whether it's making that million-dollar sale, you have to have the inherent belief in yourself that it's possible. You are not a special snowflake. What is it about you that would make you so undeserving that you cannot reach that level of success that you seek? But you have to see it. You have to believe it. You have to speak it. You have to own it. Every single conversation I have with people in that regard, like, listen, I don't want to hear telling me about, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Why should I? Why should I? Okay, if that's the kind of dialogue you're going to have with yourself, you're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. So stop trying. Okay, don't, don't, don't even entertain the idea of success. If you think that self-doubt is going to happen, sometimes you're going to be so drilled and so focused on your goal that you're going to think you're crazy. But you have to be your biggest fan. How's the podcast doing? Great! <laughs> Okay, a couple of episodes in, zero downloads. How's the podcast doing? Great. Amazing. The podcast is amazing. It's amazing. And right now, Max, right now, and I'm not bragging, isn't the podcast doing well? The podcast is doing well. You know, it's resonating with people. People are reaching out. And I'm, I didn't set out to, you know, just to be popular. I don't care about the popularity. If I can serve and help someone just demolish that internal dialogue of self-doubt and self-deprecation, there's nothing that irritates me more. I get intense, and you know me at this point. I get intense when I hear people just unnecessarily self-deprecating. Like, how is that, how is that useful to you? How can we yeah. just be, okay, what's the point of just waking up? And, okay, we need to go to the gym. And why do I need to go? Because I have to, so many pounds to lose. And why would I want to ask for the promotion? I'm not going to get it anyway. So why are you complaining? Mm. Why are you complaining? The perfect scenario, like, oh, okay. Like, okay, the dishes are dirty or filling up the sink. The dishes are filling up the sink. The dishes are filling up the sink. Grab a sponge and just clean the sink. Stop complaining. 
Stop complaining. You know, use yeah. your words, choose your words, and just get to it. Show up or shut up. <laughs> Seriously, there got no go. time. People sabotage themselves too often by the thoughts that they entertain, the people they surround themselves with, the content they ingest, you know, mm. the stuff that they choose to dedicate their time to, and they, they lose sight of the fact that the one thing they should be focused on is themselves. When it all starts from within, and then it exudes outward. It has, you can't give what you don't have. If you have insecurity, True. if you have self-doubt, if you have toxicity from within, that's what you're going to emanate. And I don't care how many memes you repost, you need to be authentic to yourself. And if you can't give that, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time. So you need to, every day in every way, wake up with that dedication that, you know what? It's possible. I have it within me. I am success. I am greatness. I am victory. And then you work from that. However, that success manifests for you. And that is what I want for you. Yes. Man, I was going to ask you if you have any last words, but uh, I think oh. you, <laughs> you kind of killed it right there. So <laughs> I get intense. I get intense. I'm sorry, Max. Um, no, this is no. This is you know. I just want to say. Usually, when I do a podcast like uh, an interview, uh, I take a quote that someone says and then I post it the next day. But I think you've said so many great things. Like I think I'm going to have to do a slides with ten ten pictures. I might have to do it because honestly, I think you, you, you spoke the truth. You spoke more than the truth, man. And it and comes you- from a very sincere place. I had to, you know, go through the ringer and have my own personal demons and have to wrestle with it, you know, with the depression and, you know, so many personal circumstances, you know, we're just like, it hasn't always been easy, you know? And mm-hmm. even at the time when I told you, like, you know, money was great, but you know, I was dead inside, like really, you know, my wife and I have definitely, you know, walked the path of, you know, of courage and, you know, self, um, again, internal dialogue. And again, that open communication, it's taken a lot of work to get me to this point. And I'm still a work in progress and I make no apologies for it. I have good days and I have lesser days, but we have to move forward. But as last words, speaking out to our community, uh, first of all, brother, I want to thank you for this wonderful platform uh, because it's a terrific mission, uh, not just for men, but those around them and those that they care for and who care for them. Uh, to be able to understand that we have this safe space to open up the mm-hmm. conversation and further the dialogue. And I want to celebrate you for that because it's definitely something that is tremendously useful and tremendously important going down the road. And, uh, you know, I support you in every way. And I want to thank you for this opportunity. But as a parting word, I want to tell people that, you know what, um, don't try to, don't reach for the perfect formula. Again, done is better than perfect. Um, definitely understand that the best version of you that you seek lies on the receiving end of your choice. Choose to be the best version that you seek. You need to know what that looks like. You need to know what they eat, what they drink, what they wear. And again, you need to be about that. You know, listen, I need to, two and two equals four. All right. Is four is the result that you seek. Okay. What does two and two look like for you? And we are all Legos. I see human beings as a Lego puzzle of emotions. Sometimes you need to take a piece out. Sometimes you need to put a piece in. Oh, I need a, I need a square. I need a green piece. I need this. We're all, as always, a jumbled mush of Legos. And it's going to be eventually build a beautiful puzzle. And again, you're to- it's totally fine to deconstruct. When that happens, it's a little bit painful. But eventually, mm-hmm. with help and support and collaboration, you know, there are experts at Legos and there are people who suck at Legos. But eventually we'll get that help. But what I want to invite people, whether it's men or those who love them, those who surround them, always remember that 
the best version of yourself is on the receiving end of your choice. With that choice lies the greatness that you seek. And I hope to see that in all of you. And with that, you know, man, I can't put it any simpler. I don't want to make another long ass answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. I'm going to quote this. I will quote this too. And <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's really it's a pleasure. Brother. Thank you for all the, the, the gems and the wisdom that you, that you provided. Uh, for sure, this live is going to be saved and I will be posted probably like 10 times within the next week. But I just want to thank you again. Thank you for the work that you're doing with your podcast. Thank you for pushing people to be awesome and to be great. Um, no, it's really appreciated. And uh, for sure, we will stay, we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And As we'll always, man. I keep telling you, yes. man, you and Cindy, once this, when this, you know, I said it before, once this craziness comes down, you, Cindy, and the kids, barbecue, you know. Let's go. <laughs> At the house, at the house. You, you had me at barbecue. Like, you could have said anything. We're going to do the roof, but there's a barbecue. I'm there. Don't worry. So, Boom. <laughs> I'll go with thank you very much again, and then we'll talk soon, man. Talk soon, man. All, all the right, blessings. Take it easy. All right. Nice. Ciao. Take it easy. That's all for this episode of the Man Cave Live. Feel free to financially show love via the Anchor platform, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.